The Steelers suffer point envy as other NFL offenses explode for scores. So what gives? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Hey, what is worse than being forced by COVID-19 to take your bye in week four? For the Steelers, it was sitting on the couch and watching the Cleveland Browns offense break out with 49 points against the Dallas Cowboys. Ouch. And it's not just the Browns. Offenses across the NFL are scoring like crazy. Yet the Steelers, under a surgically repaired Ben Roethlisberger and despite a plethora of weapons around him, have yet to really break out. Here's how Jerry Dulac, writing for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, describes the current state of the Steelers' offense which risks getting left behind in a point-crazy NFL in 2020. He writes, quote, The Steelers are averaging 26.7 points after three games, more than eight points higher than their Roethlisberger-less offense of last year. That was 18.1 points per game. Yet the Steelers rank a mediocre fifth in the NFL in scoring offense. Thankfully, their defense ranks fifth in fewest points allowed with 19.3 per game. But even Super Steelers pass rusher Bud Dupree sounds worried about all the scoring going on in the NFL, which will be difficult for any defense to contain. Dupree was quoted by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette as saying this about the current state of high-flying offenses in the NFL. Quote, people are just aerating it. The best defenses will end up being one of the best teams, so we have to work harder and harder to defend those types of explosive offenses to keep the numbers down, unquote from Bud Dupree, who was pouring it on as a pass rusher at outside linebacker this year for the Steelers. But how much can they contain those offenses? Ben and the boys could just score more, making it easier on that Steelers D. After all, it is working for the Cleveland Browns. They piled on the points in Dallas, then played just enough defense to escape with a win. So what's holding the Steelers' offense back as they prepare to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in what's dubbed as the Pennsylvania Super Bowl? And how does the point-challenge Pittsburgh team stack up against those Browns and the rest of the higher-scoring AFC North as the division games loom? Hey, glad you asked. I have all the answers in a well-pointed edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. So let's get right to it. Here again is Jerry Dulac laying out the depressing lack of points in Pittsburgh, even as the rest of the division is piling on the offense. He writes, quote, The Steelers have not scored 30 points in a game since week 
12, which was a loss to the L.A. Chargers in December of 2018. That is a 23-game drought, and that is the longest drought in the NFL of a team not scoring 30 or more. Now, the Steelers were the only team in the 2019 season not to score at least 30 points. And it's a strange departure for a Steelers organization that did it seven times if you go back to 2015. Now, the Cleveland Browns, they're 3-1. and one. Of course, they just scored those 49 points against the Cowboys. But they scored 35 and 34 points in their previous two games as well. In fact, the Browns right now lead the AFC in scoring, having piled up 124 points, as Dulac makes the point in this article. He goes on. Let's go down to Baltimore, where the Ravens are also 3-1. and one. They're third in the conference in scoring at 122, and they've scored at least 31 points in all three of their wins. Even the Cincy Bengals, once known as the Bungles, they're sitting at 1-2-1, and one, but they just beat the Jacksonville Jaguars by a scores of 33-25, to 25, and they've scored over 30 twice this season already. Now, Dulac looks at that all across the division, but it's happening all across the league as well. My money says the Steelers might be able to squeak by the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday at Heinz Field, where there will be fans, albeit only about 5,500 of them, watching. They don't might not need to put up big points against the Eagles, because at Pittsburgh pass rush, the aforementioned Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt could have the number of Eagles QB, Carson Wentz, who's been running for his life behind a depleted offensive line all season long. But the test gets tougher the following Sunday. That's when the Steelers will host those big barking Browns and Roethlisberger and the offense will have to produce. Here's how Ron Cook with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette frames the offensive renaissance going on in what Myron Cope once called the mistake by the lake. I'm talking about Cleveland. Cook writes, quote, The Browns finally appear to have found a head coach who knows what he's doing. After too many seasons of Freddie Kitchens, Hugh Jackson, Mike Pettin, etc., Kevin Stefanski looks comfortable and in control on the sideline, especially when he's running the controls of quarterback Baker Mayfield and that offense. Cook says the Browns aren't perfect. Hey, they gave up 566 yards of offense to the Cowboys as well. They had a punishing injury, the kind the Steelers have avoided thus far. The Browns lost star running back Nick Chubb on Sunday to a knee injury. And according to Stefanski, that will sideline him for, quote, several weeks, including the game against the Steelers on October 18th at Heinz Field. Steel. The Browns have a very capable backup in the form of Kareem Hunt, who just happened to be the NFL rushing champion in 2017. He will carry the load. In other words, that Browns offense might not miss a beat at all. That means the Steelers are going to have to step it up. 
Pittsburgh knows what an offensive breakout looks like. They were on the couch last Sunday during that impromptu bye week, and they watched the Browns blow up in Dallas. So there had to be a lot of point envy in Pittsburgh. But fear not, Steelers Nation. Paul Zizi, writing for the Post-Gazette, predicts the Steelers' turn to produce lots of points is coming, and he gives us the reasons why. Here's what Zizi writes, quote, Receiver Deontay Johnson, given his roles in the passing and punt game, seems to be a standout player waiting to break out. The more opportunities he gets to play, the more chances he'll have to make a big impact. Johnson has a lot of ability and a skill set that would suggest he can become a big play receiver for the Steelers. He's fast, athletic, has quick change ability, and is excellent after the catch. And those are all the elements needed to be a playmaking receiver in the NFL. But he's only one of a number of playmakers the Steelers have, as Zizi continues. This is exciting. The Steelers' offense, like Johnson, has only shown glimpses so far of what it can be. The chemistry is still a work in progress, and Big Ben Roethlisberger is still a little bit off his game. But Roethlisberger is only going to get sharper as he throws the ball more and plays in more games. Zizi continues, quote, He has mostly knocked the rust off after a year out of commission, but even he has talked about the little things, like his footwork, that are still just a bit off. Once he gets back to where he wants to be and gets on the same page with all of his weapons, the offense will take off. Zizi quotes as saying that, and he adds this about Roethlisberger. He has more weapons now than he has had in a long time. Hey, he doesn't have Antonio Brown. He doesn't have Le'Veon Bell like a few years ago, but he didn't have much beyond those two back then. This team has a lot of different players who are capable of making big plays in the passing game. Want more reasons? Zizi has them. Wide receiver Chase Claypool, a rookie, but he's already made his presence felt, and he's only played three games. Imagine what he will look like when he and Big Ben really develop some chemistry and get to know the nuances of each other's game. Another reason, according to Zizi, tight end Eric Ebron. He says he's another new addition to the offense that hasn't been fully utilized right away yet. There's so much more the Steelers can get out of him, and that will come as he and Roethlisberger play more games together. Beyond that, Zizi concludes, Juju Smith-Schuster is having a bounce-back year. Receiver James Washington and Roethlisberger still have room to grow as a tandem. And now we've seen what running back Anthony McFarlane Jr. is capable of. And that is some incredible stuff. Unquote, all according to the Post-Gazette and Zizi talking about the reasons to believe for Steelers fans that this Pittsburgh team will put up the points in time. But of course, in Pittsburgh, it's put up or shut up, and we want proof, and we want points. But above all, we want playoff wins after missing the postseason for two straight seasons. Ron Cook with the Post-Gazette actually writes that he likes the Steelers' chances of winning the AFC North despite this current point imbalance. 
Cook breaks down the division this way, writing, quote, I might have overrated the Ravens. They're 3-1 and one after, after a lackluster 31-17 win against the Washington football team. Their loss to Kansas City, 34-20, at home, was eye-opening. They did not belong on the same field with the Chiefs. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has not been able to get it done in the biggest games. He's 0-2 in the postseason and was worse against those Chiefs. He threw for only 97 yards and was sacked four times, and he lost a fumble. I'm eager to see how the Steelers' defense matches up against Jackson when the teams play November 1st in Baltimore, then again on Thanksgiving night at Heinz Field, as Cook previews that tantalizing feast of a game. But he's not done. Cook talks about those hot dog browns and even the Cincy Bengals, who under rookie QB Joe Burrow might not be the Bungles no more. Writes Cook, quote, the Steelers had better not sleep on the Cleveland Browns and the Cincy Bengals. There was panic in Cleveland when the Browns went to Baltimore and lost their opener 38-6. Baker Mayfield's future as their quarterback seemed very much in doubt. Then they went to Dallas on Sunday and beat the Cowboys 49-38. They're 3-1 and one for the first time in 19 years. A home win against the Indy Colts on Sunday would give the Browns as many wins as they combined for in the 2015, 2016, and 2017 seasons. No one is questioning Mayfield now. Hey, Cook concludes the Bengals aren't on the same level as the Browns. They're 1-2-1 one, and one after beating Jacksonville. But they do seem capable of beating any team any week because of Joe Burrow. He was the first rookie in NFL history to throw for 300 yards in three consecutive weeks. Burrow was the real deal when he led LSU to the national championship last year. He came to the Bengals as the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft, and he looks to be the real deal now, Cook concludes. So the bottom line is this, Steelers Nation, if your favorite football team does go on to win the AFC North, as Ron Cook predicts. They will deserve it, they will have earned it, and they will be very dangerous to the rest of the NFL. So watch out. And of course, keep watching here every week, every Wednesday, as we cover your Steelers week in and week out, as they look to produce more points, beat them Eagles, and then look for the big showdown against the Browns to see who really is the big dog. And we'll cover it here, so be here. And, of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.